Have we all had an opportunity to read Luke chapter 5, 1 to 11? It's too late now if you haven't. Uh, We're moving on. Um, If you haven't, don't panic. You can read that in your own time. Why are we there? We are thinking about encounters with Jesus. And this is week two of a three-week series. um, Think about these thoughts, encounters with Jesus from exactly where you have just been, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And we are going to lift out, or we have already begun that process of, in verse 10, there's this uh, little run where Jesus is responding to Simon Peter, and he says, don't be afraid, from now on you'll be fishing for people. And so we have broken that line up into three, and we are going to spend now this week and one more week thinking about these things. If you were not here last week, I haven't connected with the communication, then that's online. You can find that. You can do what you need to do with that. So we started with, don't be afraid. And, and if that makes no sense to you, again, connect with it online. But this week, I want to bring our attention to from now on. And all anybody's been able to do all week is sing The Greatest Showman. Um, and you will either get it, and I've planted that seed in your head, and you'll be singing it all week, or you'll be like, what is wrong with these people? Um, don't Google it, because it will get stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Um, from now on, that's where we are. That's what I want to bring our attention to. Um, last week, I was talking to us about encounters in time, encounters in method, and encounters in emotion. Um, and trying to do some work of pairing those thoughts up with when, what, and why. And I'm going to carry some of that through into this week. We are going to have some questions again. Um, I'm moving us, hopefully positively, hopefully you're in kind of seeing what I'm trying to put down and picking it up with some enthusiasm. Um, what's important when we're gathered is our time together and not just listening to me go on and on and on. Um, and so we want to read together and we want to pray together and we want to think about these things together. And so some of the way that we're thinking about these communications is how can we make the most of our opportunities together and how does that work in us as community? How does that work for us? And that flows out into things that we want to be doing in spaces, how we want to see the wider community connect with the things and the people of God. And so as we are used to spending time rolling these things around with each other, that hopefully that becomes more approachable for us, that we're a bit more excited about talking with each other and not just sort of sat shoulder to shoulder, terrified and just things happening from here. So we're going to talk um, with each other again to kind of wrap this up. I'm deliberately not writing kind of a conclusion to my messages, which uh, if you have ever done this, you'll uh, know that that's not really how you're supposed to do this. Um, I'm supposed to drive us to a point somewhere and you go oh that's what we're supposed to think about this and I don't think that's the value of these moments I don't think that's the value of these exercises I think the value of these moments is for us to be able to think and talk together to be able to share some things to be able to introduce some ideas rather than give you answers does that make sense so we want to be less about giving us things to produce uh, kind of in stock response to situations or to moments but maybe more ideas of our discovery of God together, our journey in following Jesus together, our journey of being filled by the Spirit to see the kingdom come, not just kind of retreating into spaces, getting a bunch of answers and then going back to life and nothing's really changed. We want to adventure together. We want to have an encounter with Jesus together and take those things and be less afraid of being, what does this mean? Or what do we do with this? Or how does this help me? Or do I care about this? Or what does this do? Or how does this help my neighbor literally or metaphorically? 
So we're going to continue to play with uh, our encounters in method. We're going to continue to play with our encounters in time. We're going to continue to play with our encounters in emotion so that we are faithful and obedient to Jesus. You with me? If you're not, you don't have to come back next week. That's all right. (laughs) So I've been thinking about these things and how we layer them in. And the line and the thought that um, kind of has been hanging around with me is how do we get here? How did we get here? You have just re-familiarized yourself with uh, this experience that Simon Peter has had of, if you cast your mind back, if you were here to last week, of this uh, man who Simon's probably got some growing awareness of and this crowd that has followed him and now he's taken over his business to the day and used it as a platform to teach people who seem quite needy and desperate to be around this man who you're trying to work out who he still is and he's kind of commandeered your space and your things and your business and your friends and kind of taken over this moment and with a bit of a bad attitude you've said all right wise guy come on then and to your disappointment he's legit <laughs> and he has done the thing that you don't think he's capable of doing and has provoked a response in you and you've realized who you are in light of who he is and so now something has to change and Jesus because he is God knows that that's what's happening there and then and is aware of as our awareness is increased of who he is it brings into a sharper focus the state of how perhaps I have treated that person or spoken to that person or responded to that situation and I feel like God I can't be around you because I can't bring myself to a place morally or ethically or emotionally where it's right for me to be in the presence of what is pure goodness and kindness and generosity and mercy and love I can't be in and around it I can't sustain a space Uh, that's going to be safe for me to be in that and Jesus knows that and says to Simon Peter and says to us don't be afraid from now on you'll be fishing for people and Pastor Sarah is going to come and speak to us about what fishing for people looks like it's as weird as it sounds you have to find out what that's about Um, but this sense of um, being connected in the provocation of how did we get here how did we get here do you feel the tension Just more generally, not right here, right now, but as you go into the the wide open spaces of the real world and there are places and maybe people that belong to postcodes that, if we're being honest, make us nervous. Perhaps there are areas and parts of our lives where we just... (gasps) clam up a little bit, where we perhaps feel a little bit confused, where we're like, I'm sure when I was a bit younger, it never used to be like this. I'm sure it never used to be this controversial to think like this. I'm sure it was never this difficult to connect with people like this. Why is everybody cross all the time? What's everybody kicking off about? Why is everything so expensive? I'm so confused. Where am I allowed to go? What am I allowed to say? What am I allowed to think? What am I allowed to express? Where am I allowed to go? Who's in? Who's making the rules? Who's deciding what's okay? Who's determining who's in charge? What's the, does that feel familiar to any of us? See some nodding heads, thank you. This is exactly what Luke is speaking to. This environment is exactly what Luke is speaking to. And I want us, as we think about from now on, to zoom out a little bit, where we've been zoomed in, in the specifics and the press of what is happening on this lake and in these boats and with these people. Hold that in your mind, but just come out a little bit. 
come out a little bit into that felt tension, into that felt confusion, into why do all of my opinions seem to be unpopular opinions? Like, why is everything so uncertain? And Luke, who wrote Luke and Acts, we kind of need to think of them as one work. I know they don't sit side by side in our Bibles, but we need to think of them as one work. That's exactly the environment that Luke is writing into. Why? Because Luke wants to give his readers, his hearers, then and now, this sense of who Jesus is. I've written this for us. Luke wants to give you a reliable account of the life of Jesus so that with confidence, you will give your life to Jesus. That's exactly what Luke is writing into. So these, these days that we live in, they're new to us, but they're not new to the creator, right? That's a logical kind of extension of what we believe to be true about God, that he's not the limits of time. He's not stuck in a period of time as I am. Bernie will tell you that there is maybe not many more things I would love to do than have been alive and like peak alive, not like witness, but like peak alive in the 70s, man. Like the music was on it. The sport was on it. The fashion was on it. Some of you still got wallpaper that you're pretending to be embarrassed about. Let it breathe. Let that thing out. Like incredible. I missed it. It wasn't my time and it wasn't my turn. And so I just do my best to annoy Bernie, listen to music that she doesn't like from a period of time neither of us were alive in. God was there. God was there. God witnessed it. He's not limited as we are. He's not having to pine for a moment where he wasn't. There has never been a moment where God wasn't. There has never been a space that God hasn't been in. And so what Luke is doing into this environment, into this atmosphere of tension and confusion and unpopular opinion and uncertainty and who's making the rules and who's in and who's out and what are we allowed to believe and who's determining what we are allowed to believe. Luke wants to give you a reliable account of the life of Jesus so that with confidence you will give your life to Jesus so that you will respond to who he is. And I think Luke is doing this thing and we see it across Luke Acts. Imagine there's a little hyphen in between, you know that little line that nobody's quite sure what to do with? Imagine that. Luke belongs to the book of Acts and Acts belongs to the book of Luke and it's one journey, one adventure and Luke is setting some things up in Luke that we're going to see the conclusion of in Acts. Why? Because he's doing that on purpose. He wants you to know that Jesus is the fulfilment of these promises. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is the saviour. Jesus has made a way for everybody to be in. Jesus has made a way for all to be saved and to be made whole and to be made new and so he's setting you up far, far away and as we come through this journey and this adventure this Sean is watching online somewhere going he's going to say rhythm again Sean I'm going to say rhythm again he's playing with these rhythms and with these adventures and he's setting you up across both of his works that are one piece but we kind of separate them out for legitimate reasons because he's playing with this pattern if it's credible then it will give you confidence and then you can make a good choice if it's credible you'll have confidence and then you can make a choice one more time if it's credible you have confidence and that will inform your choice. It's what Luke's doing. It's what he wants you to know. It's this environment that he's speaking to. And as you feel the tension and the confusion and the unpopular opinion and the frustration and the who's in and who's out and are we allowed to say this and are we allowed to think that and am I going to have a grandchild that's going to correct me for saying things that I never knew were a problem or for thinking things that actually we've changed the rules. Or we've Does anybody feel like that? that feel familiar to us? Have we got colleagues that were like, oh, I don't know if I can talk to them about Jesus because they, 
They've said some things that make me think that perhaps that's not going to be received well. Now listen, we have the ability because of grace and kindness and mercy to be gentle with people and to learn and to receive the feedback of when we have been wrong and when we have miscommunicated or we have been ignorant or there is room for us to grow, absolutely. But in that moment, what Luke wants to do, what God wants to do is give you a reliable account of who Jesus is so that with confidence, you will throw your life away on Jesus. That with absolute abandon, you will throw your life away on Jesus. That an encounter with Jesus will create these from now on moments. From away from, so it's marking a point in time. And from this time onward, I've made a decision. There's a line in the sand, there's a mark, there's a, a moment, there's an occasion, there's a thing, there's a, something that I have signified this with from now on. My encounter with Jesus gives me a clarity and an understanding of who he is. And then in response to that, I'm made aware of how much more I need to be like him. And God knows that that is terrifying. We touched on that last week. And so instead of backing away or returning to a life and wondering what could have been or what might have been or how I could have wrestled myself into submission, he says, don't be afraid. From now on, we're going to mark this moment. We're going to have an encounter It gives us the opportunity to make a decision. Why? Because with credibility comes confidence that's going to inform my choices. This is why in the repetition of what we do that's important, that what Pastor Sarah and others and myself are doing, are finding, give you the cheat code, give you the behind the scenes, pull back the curtain and see that the Wizard of Oz is us frantically pressing buttons and turning things and whirring things. And uh, what we are encouraging us as community to do is pray and read the Bible. (laughs) And every week is a new adventure of how can we creatively tell you that actually what's of value is to pray and to read the Bible. And we want some context and we want some room for that. We want some health in that. We want some adventures in that. Why? Because an encounter with Jesus is going to bring a credibility to his life. And what's credible is going to give you confidence. And then when you make decisions in your choices, in your actions, in your words, in your thoughts, in our ideas, in the way that we form community, we're rooted in a sense of who Jesus is. It's deep in us. It's part of who we are. It's what we do. We're not easily pushed and pulled around. We're not arrogant. We're not obstinate. We're not stuck in our ways. We're not frustrated, but we are creatively pursuing the creator of all things that we are engaged in. If Jesus, you need to take all of this, you can have it. Jesus, if we never gather in this way on this day and in this time ever again, you can have it. And we yes and amen and then Wednesday comes around and Thursday rolls around and sometimes we need reminding that we've said yes to Jesus. Sometimes we need reminding that we've had an encounter with Jesus, that we've marked a moment, that there's been an encounter with him that has changed the way that I think, speak and act. And from now on, I'm going to throw my life away. I'm going to throw my life away in the full knowledge of what I'm doing. The full knowledge of what I'm doing because of who he is. Encounters with Jesus create lives given from now on to repeating righteous actions to the benefit of others and for the glory of God. From now on. Once you've met Jesus, we cannot be the same. We're so aware of who we are in the light of who he is. The only thing we can do is say, Jesus, have my life. 
have my life. Use me in any way, with anything. Jesus, how can I love my neighbor? How can your kingdom come? How can you be glorified? An encounter with Jesus gives us a from now on opportunity. That where I was frustrated, I'm going to encounter peace. And from now on, I'm going to think differently. In disappointment, I have an encounter with the love of God that gives me a from now on opportunity. I don't have to wound in the way that I've been wounded because I've had an encounter with Jesus. So from now on, the way that I respond will be for the benefit of others and the glory of God. Following Jesus is expensive, man. Following Jesus will cost you your temper. Following Jesus will cost you your right of way. You know how you know somebody loves Jesus? Get behind them at a roundabout. The amount of people they will let go past and go, just go, come on. That's what it looks like. We're going to defer to others. We're going to defer to others for the benefit of others and for the glory of God. A from now on encounter with Jesus puts us in a place where, because he's credible, I have confidence in the choice that I'm making to throw my life away on Jesus. I've been thinking about this as we've been sat together. Jesus has all power and all authority. Now this is something that we say often and we have sung this morning and I've been thinking about that and writing some thoughts down around that. The power is capacity and influence and function and action. And authority is rule and jurisdiction and force. What does that mean? To have power might make something move a little bit but you can't make it stick. So you might make something happen, but it's not repeatable. Does that make sense? So you might have the power to move something, but it's going to drift back. To have authority might mean to make space for something, but you can't make it happen. So you can say, yes, that's possible. Yes, that's what we'd like. Yes, that's how we would like it to be done. But actually, that's where the limits of the influence extend to. To have all power and authority means making it happen and making it stick. It means to make space and to make it happen. It means life with Jesus is possible and it's practical. Jesus has all power and authority, which means that life is possible and that life is practical. It means that he says, let's move this from here to here and we're going to make it stick. Let's bring peace to chaos. Because I have all power, Jesus says. And from now on, with all authority, it's going to stick. Feels far away for some of us. Feels like a pipe dream or something nice. Or I live for the day where peace would stick. I live for the day where joy would stick. I live for the day where love would be unending. I live for the day that your kingdom would come encounter with Jesus gives us a from now on opportunity from now on I'm not looking for disappointment from now on I'm looking for Jesus Jesus where's peace today where's peace today because you have all power and all authority this is the encounter that we pick up in Luke chapter 5 verse 10 this is Jesus saying from now on 
all power and all authority. I've evidenced it to you and it has scared the life out of Simon Peter. (laughs) He's had an encounter with the one who has all power and has all authority. He says, Jesus, I I get it, but I don't know if I can be around it. (laughs) Like, I like it, but I don't know if I want to hold it. Like, I want to be near it, but I don't know if I want to own it. Do you hear what Simon Peter is saying? Does that feel familiar to you, the power of God? Some of us have experienced it this morning as the Spirit of God has moved in us and through us. We're going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> I like it. I don't know if I want to live there because there's some things about me, in me, through me that I don't know if I'm ready to let it, let it all go yet. An encounter with Jesus will give us a from now on moment to give our life away. Why? Because Luke understands the time and the tension. He understands the confusion and the unpopular opinion, the uncertainty, the pain, the frustration. And what he wants to give you is a reliable account of the life of Jesus. So with confidence, you'll give him yours. I don't know how confident you feel in who Jesus is. I think he wants to show you. I don't know how clear your decision making feels in light of who Jesus is because I don't know how heavy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday have been for you this week. I think he wants to show you. I'm not sure what your levels of positive, healthy, good kingdom choices look like. But I think he sent his spirit to help you get through it. I think he wants you to know that he has all power and all authority. That he has the ability to make it move and to make it stick. I think he wants you to know that life with Jesus makes it possible and makes it practical. We're not deferring our hope. We're not deferring our peace. We're not deferring our joy. We're looking for from now on opportunities, encounters with Jesus. So we need to talk about that. Josh, are you okay to stick that slide up for me? Thank you. So this is what we're going to talk about together. Remember, I'm looking to point us to ideas. I'm not looking to give us answers. Some of you are going, right, great. This is lovely. Now tell me, how do I make peace stick? This is what we've got to think about. There are people who use language that is maybe difficult for us to understand, but there is a scholar, a theologian that says this, virtue is habitual. Virtue is habitual. What does that mean? That means that right actions have to be repeated. (laughs) That means that The things aren't just going to drop out of the sky, but we're going to have to make a choice to look for an encounter with Jesus. Virtue is habitual. I'm going to have to make some decisions rooted in what's credible. It's given me confidence that it's going to inform my choices. This is why we've kind of landed quite heavy here in what Luke wants to do and that he understands the environment and the space that he is speaking into and go on that adventure and read the rest of Luke and read Acts and tie it together and see the pictures that he's painting, see what he is showing you about Jesus, see how God is revealing himself to us through his word and through his body. And then we have this sense of, okay, well, it might be legit. And then if it's legit, my confidence in it increases. And then I have confidence in it. I'm going to let it shape the way that I live. Now, repeatedly, what I can do is the right thing for someone else. That's maybe a more grounded in our lived reality way of saying virtue is habitual. If I believe that God is who he says he is and has revealed himself to us in his son, Jesus, and has moved in and through us by his spirit, then I can choose for the benefit of others and for the glory of God to live in a way that that's true. I can live, I can take a from now on moment. So let's talk about that together. We have time, we have made the opportunity to connect with each other. Now, don't be put off by 
what some of these questions are framed and what they say and how they say it. They are to start with, not to finish with. So pull them apart, talk about it. If you need to lean to somebody and say, what on earth is he talking about? <laughs> start there. Start there. But let's think about when do we have encounters with Jesus? What does that look like? What does that look like? And why do we give our lives away for others? Not because that's the answer we're supposed to give, not because that's going to give me access next week that I'm going to be allowed back in, but is something moving in me? Am I seeing an encounter with Jesus, presenting a from now on opportunity that I can take in the way that I respond to the things that are outside and beyond what I would ask for, I can control encounters with Jesus, create lives given from now on to repeating righteous actions. What does that mean? That means God having his way to the benefit of others. To the benefit of others. It's a complicated time to live for the benefit of others. It's an expensive time to live for the benefit of others. Jesus might take your boat. Our ability to provide and sustain ourselves. Jesus might take it and teach from it. After being out all night, he might push you back out. Say, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. But remember, encounter is credible because it's speaking confidence and then it's informing my choices. So when do we have encounters with Jesus? Simon Peter wasn't sat dutifully. Remember, we... We're messing with when, what, why. We're messing with time, method, and emotion. It wasn't sat dutifully in community from half past 10 on Sunday. He was in the thick of it and he was fed up, man. <laughs> He'd done the right thing. Jesus was like, we're not, we're not done yet. I want to encounter with you because there's a from now on opportunity that I want you to lean into. There's a realisation that I want you to have of who I am. It's not just about getting through it's about seeing my kingdom come I will change the way that we do the things that we do and then when I'm presented with opportunities to live in a way that I can be for the benefit of others it's no threat to me it doesn't invoke shame in me it's not a life that I am lesser than it's not given away to my detriment to my pain to my cost to my sacrifice because Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise the sacrifice, the pain and the cost. It's fulfilled in Jesus. My revelation that I have no ability in his presence to hold up. No ability in his presence to maintain that standard. No ability in his presence to be near him. And he says, don't be afraid. From now on, let, let's go. From now on, we're thinking differently. From now on, let's get about this. From now on, things look different. From now on, we're going to give way. From now on, we're going to let others get ahead. From now on, we're going to give instead of take. From now on, we're going to forgive instead of hold on. From now on, we're going to breathe out instead of hold in. From now on, we're going to move where we've been convicted to stand still. From now on, we're going to speak out instead of shut up. From now on, we're going to stand up instead of sit down. From now on, my kingdom is going to come. And guess what? It's coming in you and it's going to come through you and I'm going to use you and I'm going to move you in ways that you have no ability to when you're busy doing the things that you feel you need to sustain a life for yourself an encounter with Jesus will present you with a from now on yeah. from now on 
Luke wants you to know. I believe the Spirit of God wants you to know. I want you to know that Jesus is who he says he is. Let it be credible. Let what's credible feed your confidence. And from your confidence, let that feed your choices.